A large portion of the Jewish nation has returned to its homeland, but the heart, soul, and mind of much of the Jewish nation are still in exile mode. This state of affairs must and will inevitably change. This is Torah Nation TV from Jerusalem, and we are speaking with the head of Machon Shiloh, Rabbi David Bar Chaim. Shalom, Rabbi Bar Chaim. Shalom. Due to corona-related restrictions, many communities find themselves forced to omit some of the piyutim, liturgical poems, from the tefillah. Is this permissible? The first thing to point out with regards to this question is the fundamental fact that piyutim are not an essential part of the tefillah. By that I mean that despite the fact that for many people the various piyutim, that is to say liturgical poems, many of them very ancient, that are recited particularly by the Ashkenazim, but not only, as part of the tefillah on various days of the year and particularly on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim, these piyutim were not universally accepted by all the hachomim by all the sages as being uh, permissible, or at the very least were not viewed as desirable. Some, it is true, were in favor of these piyutim. Some, in fact, some of the hachamim, in fact, offered uh, various piyutim. But there were other hachamim who were most definitely opposed to this practice. It is well known that Many of the piyutim that we find in the Mahzorim of the Ashkenazim and the Jews from Italy and what's called Mahzoromania and other ancient Sidurim include piyutim, many of which are recited to this day by various ancient Paitanim, particularly Rabbi Elazar Khalir, who lived in Eretz Yisrael apparently during the 7th century or the end of the 7th and into the 8th century perhaps. And his piyotim on the one hand are very well known and recited to this day in many communities. On the other hand they were vociferously critiqued by other Chachamim. Rabbi Avraham, Avraham ibn Ezra points out that not a few of the Kalir's piyotim are in fact very cleverly constructed riddles. That is to say, it is frequently difficult and sometimes well-nigh impossible to know exactly what was intended by the words of the piyut, of the liturgical poem, that were, that were these poems were in, inserted into the text of the tefiloth. On the one hand, one can assume that the Khalil knew exactly what he was saying and what he intended, and he clearly had knowledge and a command of the Hebrew language. On the other hand, some of the statements, some of the usages are very obscure and unclear even to the very scholarly and learned. How much more so to the average Jew who finds himself standing or sitting in, the, in shul, listening to these piyutim, and frankly being entirely bewildered. Even if Again, even if this person generally understands the tefillah in Hebrew and has a fairly good understanding of Hebrew, 
And Rabbi Avraham ibn Ezra points out that the tefillah that is recited in the Beth Knesset is to be comprehensible to all, not just to a select few, and as we are saying, occasionally even to those few, the meaning of the appeal is not always clear. In addition, there were many hachamim, amongst them the Rambam, who were of the view that it is asur, it is not permissible to introduce such piyutim into the brachoth before or after Kriyat Shema, or into the brachoth of the tefillah of the Shemurai Yisrael, or the tefillah that is recited on Shabbat, or Mu'adim, Hagim, that is asur to do so against the halakha. And that is why, to this day, in all Sfaradi and Temani communities, such piyutim are not recited as part of those brachoth of Kriyat Shema or the tefillah. There are certain piyutim that they recite before the tefillah or after the tefillah, before Kriyat Torah or before the shofar is blown or after, but not during the tefillah itself. And here it is proper to quote from Rambam's responsum, a well-known letter that he wrote in response to certain questions that were addressed to him. In the Blau edition, this is in the second volume on page 490 and 491. Rambam here refers at the beginning of this Teshuvah to Tosafoth editions and Mizmorim, that is to say Prakim from Tehilim, that are recited before the Tefillah in order to assist a person in focusing his mind and preparing for the Tefillah. And Rambam praises such a practice, but he goes on to say, This is a very proper and correct practice for the individual or for a group of individuals who choose together to do such a thing. They can do this at home. They can gather if they want. A group of people can get together perhaps very early in the morning, learn something, recite some. Mizmorim uh, together, or whatever it is, in order to prepare for the tefillah. Certainly, the individual can do so. But to do so in a synagogue, which is a public place, as he writes, a Beth Knesset is for the general public. It is not for particular individuals, for the more or the less learned. It is for all people. And therefore, the tefillah, that which goes on in the Beth Knesset, has to be appropriate and, f- and fitting and has to take into account all those who wish to come to the Beth Knesset. And Rambam continues and writes, Even if there's only one person in the Sibur, in the community, who is Zaqen, who is very old, or Halash, or very weak, or Nimol, literally, someone who has just been recently circumcised. There is also an alternate translation that we're referring to someone who himself is a mohel who has to go rush off and perform a, a milah, a circumcision. In other words, this person is, is in haste to mekayem a miswa, to do something that is required to do according to the Torah and, and uh, delaying the tefillah will hold him up from doing this. As a result of the Sibur adding various additions to the Tefillah, which are not required, uh, this person, whether he's old or sick or in a rush, for whatever reason, is going to be held up 
will be delayed and may suffer as a result of this. One can well understand a situation, for example, where a frail and elderly person wishes to come to the Beth Knesset, very much so, in fact, because he's been doing this all his life and he does not wish to uh, stop now. But, if truth be told, it is very difficult for him to sit through a tefillah that goes on for five or six hours because of all the piyotim and other additions that are added to the tefillah, whereas if the optional additions were dropped, the tefillah could be perhaps half of that time, and maybe even less. So this could be true for a person who is ill or very old, or even if we're talking about a weekday, it could be a person who is in a rush to get to work because that is what he must do, and uh, this is his livelihood, and every additional minute in the Beth Knesset is something that he cannot afford. So Rambam says, a Beth Knesset has to run according to those who are in this position, not according to those who have all the leisure in the world. And therefore Rambam says, When we speak of the Sibur, we have to think of and, and have in mind the, the weak and the, uh, the frail, the sick, or those who are pressed for time for various legitimate reasons, they are the Sibur, and we have to fit in with them and not the other way around. And we have to, in every way, run the tefillah in the Beth Knesset in such a way as to make things easier for them and not the opposite. And therefore we are not to add to the, to the time and the effort required for Avodat Hashem in the Beth Knesset. Of course, for those who wish to do more before or after, or just have their own minyan where they do things differently and take their, their time and add various elements to the tefillah, that of course is, is possible and perhaps even very commendable. But it is not correct to impose this on the entire sibur. This is the thrust of Rambam's words in this teshuvah. And in another teshuvah, Siman Reshnun Dalet on page 467, Rambam writes as follows with regards to piyutim in general. He says, when it comes to piyutim, he says, they asherhem tosefet inyanim wahavaf devarim harbe. Piyutim are usually all manner of extra and extraneous statements and content, which are not necessarily directly related to the tefillah at hand. That is to say, the essential nusah of the tefillah as instituted by Hazal. And in addition to this, there is also the question of the, the uh, rhyme and the, the uh, tunes that are used frequently to sing or to uh, repeat these putim as part of the tefillah. And Rambam says, and this is based on Rambam's observations, his understanding of the reality as he saw it, or one could perhaps translate better, as I've seen elsewhere, the Sha'ashua. In other words, the tefillah, rather than being a tefillah, a prayer, a supplication, or a, a, a shevach as intended 
by, by the Chachamim, it becomes sometimes a kind of entertainment. And Rambam concludes, And this is the central reason. For the lack of proper concentration and focus and attitude during tefillah in, in the Beth Knesset. And this is the main reason that many of the common people choose to speak or engage themselves in other activities during the tefillah whilst these piyotim are being recited. Because they sense correctly because they feel, they conclude, and they are not wrong, that these parts of the tefillah are actually not essential, and one can do without them. And frankly, most people do not have the patience, the concentration, the ability to focus for so long, and stand in awe, and uh, be in the proper frame of mind for a tefillah that goes on and on with such piyotim. These were Rambam's observations and conclusions 850 years ago. And I believe any honest person who takes an objective look at what goes on in many Batek Neset, I think it would be fair to say most shuls around the world, particularly Ashkenazi shuls, but not necessarily so, will be forced to reach precisely the same conclusion. And the Rambam adds one more observation, and he says as follows, In addition to this, It is sometimes the case that these various piyotim were written by people who, whose main talent was in the field of poetry, writing beautiful liturgical poems, but not necessarily, he says, not necessarily wise Torah scholars. It is therefore not obvious, says Rambam, that it is the correct and wise path always to invest one's time and energy in attempting to worship Hashem by repeating these words of, of, in these piyotim, rather than concentrating on, on things that are clearly are, are of a much higher level, of much greater importance. As Rambam writes, And this takes us away, this distracts us, and obviously also detracts from the time that we have to study the words of the Nevi'im, those on the same level as the Nevi'im, that is to say, Hazal. What Rambam is driving at is that it would be preferable in most, if not all cases, with regards to these piyotim, it would be preferable to stick to the essential tefiloth as instituted by Hazal and as part of the gathering of the people in the Beth Knesset on Shabbat, on Yom Tov, when people have more time during the week, this is not usually possible, to have a shiur based on 
a Mishnah based on the words of one of the Nevi'im taking a Perik of Tehillim and explaining it to the Tzibur. The words of Tehillim are certainly more important than the words, the ideas, the statements of any pupt written by anybody, no matter how great. And so, surely this would be of more importance and greater benefit to the public than concentrating so much time and effort on these piyotim. Those are Rambam's sentiments and thoughts on, on this matter. But Rambam was also referring to the practice of reciting piyotim before or after the tefillah, before or after Kriyat Shema. This too, he uh, was not at all convinced was the correct choice for the, for the tzibur, for the people who come to the Beth Knesset and have a limited amount of time and a limited attention span. Similar sentiments we find in the Tur, in Ora Hayim Siman Samech Heth. The Tur, of course, was written by Rabbeinu Yaakov Ba'ala Turim, the son of the Rosh, who was an Ashkenazi who fled to Spain when he was still a young man. And he therefore also became acquainted with the Sfaradi uh, order of Tefillah and the Beth Knesset, which was quite different from that of the Ashkenazim, particularly with regards to Piyutim. Here in Siman Samech Heth, in Choth Kriyath Shema, the two writes about the Minhag of reciting Krovets, which means certain Piyutim that were recited as part of the Brachoth before and after Kriyath Shema. And he quotes here a Teshuvah from the Ramah, a great Chacham in Sfarad in Spain, before the time of the, of the tour. And he quotes him as follows. He says, Asur Lafsik, it is Asur to recite these, these piyutim in, with, as part of the Barachoth. And he goes on to say, And as for that which you have heard regarding my practice, that I sit in the shul, and with the tzibur, the community, reciting these piyotim, and I do not recite it with them. I, do, I just listen and I, and I sit in silence and opt out of this practice. This is true. And he makes it clear in his uh, responsum here, the Ramah, that he is opposed to this practice, but also on the other hand, he, was, he did not feel that he had the power to prevent the Tzibur from behaving in this fashion. And the Tur also writes at the end of the Siman, even though he does mention other opinions that it is mutar to recite these piyotim, he says, Mikol makom tov uyafed is nevertheless correct and proper. It is better and more correct to, to put an end to this practice. If we're talking about a place and a time where the hacham uh, will be listened to, the, the, if the tzibur will, will take note of what the hacham says, what the rav of the town of the shul states, if he has the power, he should put an end to this practice. Because this, in practice, leads to the common people speaking and chatting amongst themselves during tefillah with Yivrei Havai, talking about all kinds of irrelevant and uh, nonsensical things, when they should, of course, be in a very different state of mind and conducting themselves very differently during the tefillah. All of these discussions, of course, 
took place many, many centuries ago. Nothing to do with Corona, of course. At the present time, due to the various restrictions, many people are very concerned that the Tefillah on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, will not be the same as they have become used to over the years. And this is almost certainly the case. This is how things will be. What I'm suggesting here is that this is perhaps much less a reason for concern than, that, than many people feel. It is perhaps an opportunity to experience tefillah in its original form without these piyotim, which have, without a doubt, as we read explicitly in the words of Rambam and the Tur and the Rama, which have clearly a downside to them, perhaps even are against the halakha, but certainly, even if they are not so, in practice they lead to unfortunate and disturbing uh, outcomes. This is perhaps a God-sent opportunity to reacquaint ourselves with the basic fundamental format of tefillah as instituted and as conceived by Hazal, and uh, who were the Tamidim of the Nevi'im, to experience tefillah without these piyutim, without all these additions, which will result in a much more concise tefillah, but also very possibly will result in a tefillah which people will find that they are able to focus on, concentrate on, and not feel that it is oppressively long and confusing and monotonous. And it is possible, I think, that at least some people or some communities will, having experienced a different kind of tefillah, will wish to make this a permanent feature of their Abodat Hashem. Thank you, Rabbi Bar Chaim. We would like to encourage our listeners to share these podcasts with friends and send in your responses. We would also like to suggest the following opportunity to our listeners. If you identify with Rabbi Bar Chaim's message and would like to sponsor or dedicate a podcast in honor or memory of a loved one, if you would like to obtain Birkon, Nusach Eretz Israel, or invite the rabbi for a speaking engagement, please email us at office at machonshilo.org.